This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Today we will be building on what we discussed last time around regarding preparation for the newcomer to Vegas Dance Explosion, this particular year being 2018. Theme nights. Theme nights exist. Although we've definitely talked about and still support the idea of dressing comfortably overall, I would recommend dressing up at least one night because it will help this event stick out more in your memory when reflecting upon it later. You can dance these dances anywhere, like your local social or in your garage, but what sets this event apart is what you remember seeing and hearing around you and how it was different from normal reality for that night that you decided to go all out. So I I would recommend taking at least one night to dive in whole hog. Okay, so reading off of the VegasDanceExplosion.com website, they actually specify which nights are which themes. Uh, Thursday is your international night. Show your pride for your heritage by dressing in style uh, typical to the country of your origin. And then you can be a part of the parade each night. Friday night is the pajama frenzy. Come dance in your comfy PJs and slippers, but you cannot come in your birthday suit. Saturday is Party in the Tropics. Meet me in Margaritaville. Escape to the beach and and party all night to your favorites in tropical wear. And then Sunday is Farewell Show and Dance. It's the final dance party of the event. Dress fancy yet comfortable to dance the night away. Now the cool thing about it is, I know we mentioned it earlier in the other episode, but they really do go all out Thursday through Sunday and your instructors are amazing where they find the time to teach the dances they teach learn the dances they learn because you will find them in the classes with you and also choreograph together they also find time to put on several different performances each night there's a special performance Thursday night Friday night Saturday night and Sunday night. So um, I know it's a lot of hard work for them and they're really, 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 you know, booked to the max, if you ask me. Um, the fact that they take their time to do this for us is, is really big. So if you have a chance to thank them for all their hard work and if you enjoyed something especially, definitely go ahead and, and uh, acknowledge them and um let them know that you appreciate everything they do. What is your impression of performances overall? Because I know we've had the Roy Verdonk dancers come out. Uh, We've seen the instructors in their themed outfits in themed skits. Uh, We've seen Jono do a full-on, like, you know, world-class skating performance as he was a a world-class skater in his life before line dance. What are your thoughts about the performances at Vegas and what people can expect, uh, you know, from the long lines to get into the ballroom to, uh, you know, what they will be seeing the instructors performing? 
So some of the things I like to consider. Now, I am definitely one of those that loves to dance. And I want to spend as much time as humanly possible dancing. Uh, one of the reasons why I enjoy Vegas as much as I do is because you it's longer than most events. So you get more dancing. Um, one of the things I really, really love about the performances at Vegas is you get to see your instructors come together from all across the world and share together their talents and show and they present it for you it's almost like a gift for you to show you like what they do because a lot of times they don't have these performances rehearsed prior to the event they have like you know, a couple choreographs here, a couple steps there, let's throw it together. And they throw it together at the event. And the caliber at which these performances come out is just spectacular. And it's amazing the talent that these human beings possess. And it's one of the many reasons why I'm sure we love them so much. Um, I appreciate the performances. I really do. I know it's a lot to ask of the instructors to do it, you know, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I know anytime I'm at an event, I enjoy the show because I know how much work they put into putting it together and how they had to come up with the routines and they had to figure out the, you know, the little things here and there that weren't quite working and how to make it better on the spot. And I think that's a really cool thing. And I look at it as an opportunity to not only enjoy what we all love to do, which is dancing, but take a moment and see what passion and excitement and emotions that they themselves are expressing to us as well as it gives your feet a little bit of a break. It does. It's, it's an opportunity for you to just enjoy being present and here and with these people from all across the world. Um, International Night, you'll find out just how many different parts of the world people are coming from. It's really, really cool. Um, and it's it's really special, if you ask me that we all come together and get to share in these moments. And it's really, again, like I said earlier, it's really special because of all the work that these people do to pull these acts together. Um, it's a lot of hard work coming up with routines, and it's a lot of hard work getting several people together on the same page for these routines. And the fact that they can do it in the couple days that they're given is just, it's... It's spectacular for me. I'm glad you said to be present. Uh, we mentioned earlier that you can be approachable by not being down on your screen, uh, flipping through whatever while you're at this huge event that you've paid to attend. I would also recommend not being behind the screen more than necessary for recording. Uh, I know that it's become a thing now, like if you're at a live event, a concert, something like that, to record and then maybe watch it later, share it on Snapchat, whatever you might do with it. And some people 
say, well, hey, you know, it's our phone. Let us do what, what we want. It doesn't take me out of the moment to have one thumb on a button. Uh, I mean, for me, I prefer not to have that even slight diversion from my focus, um, thinking about, you know, what's blocking this shot or whatever. I like to just watch. I like to participate uh, when when I am mindful of that and, you know, be present of it. Uh, also, recording... Um, I would recommend to do uh, only for personal use as they do sell DVDs of the overall event afterward. And you wouldn't want to compete with that um, you know, unnecessarily by you know giving too much away for free or you know trying to sell something of your own on the side. So if you are going to be recording things like the demos or anything uh, of that nature, this is not one of those events where you need a video pass, but just, you know, use discretion. And, and if you're recording it so that you can practice something at home, great. You know, the instructors want you to know these dances and take them home. Uh, but, I mean, you wouldn't want to record the whole lesson because that's why they're booked to be here. So um, if somebody is able to see that entire lesson online later, you know, why would they pay for a ticket to go to one of these events? Um so yeah, something to think about there. Uh, also, you mentioned that uh, watching the performances takes you off your feet for a bit, and that is important. Um, you will want to pace yourself during open dance. Uh, we might have mentioned this earlier as well. It might it might be so exciting for you to, to get in there and dance everything you know uh, immediately, but by the end, you probably are not going to be taking any classes. By the very last day, I know we have not taken classes, uh, pretty much just sat around. And even when we were going hard in the lobby for previous days, on the last day, a lot of it we were watching. <laughs> we were just kind of watching what was being played and socializing with people we're not going to see for another long while, you know, maybe an entire year for some of them. So pace yourself. Uh, you'll you'll want to enjoy uh, the breadth of, of the event and by packing it all into the first couple of days, you might miss out on a dance that you would have really liked to do on the fifth day or the fourth day, but you're just too darn tired and you can't, you can't, you can't get out of your chair to do it. Um, also, I do recommend staying up late at night for those Saturday and Sunday late night dances, um, even if you don't know them. I would say take naps earlier in the day just to watch because there are some deep cuts from the archives that they pull out and it, it's like a show in itself watching some of these people who've been doing this forever dancing something from 15 20 years ago and you see them light up because it's something that they are not accustomed to dancing it's not played at eight o'clock you know alongside sgs and uh you know clap snap it's something that's a treat for them as much as it's a treat for us to see. So stay up late, at least the last couple of nights, write down the ones that you are interested in learning yourself. But again, be present and just see what, what that kind of nostalgia can bring to the faces of, you know, our, our instructors and choreographers and longtime dancers. So I'm sure you've heard in previous episodes, if you have listened to previous episodes, um, the first year I went to Vegas, the last night 
they played Dance Ranch Romp. And it was Joe, I think, let's see, Madison. There was Chris Watson, Watson, uh, Jono, Rick Dominguez was on the floor. And I feel like there was one other person. I feel like maybe at least one other person. I'll pull it up while you And I was blown out of the water at this dance. It looked like so much fun because here are all these choreographers and instructors who have been doing this dance for years, just going all out and having a blast doing it. And it was the last night on Sunday. It was one of the last dances played. So it was definitely worth me staying up because I do remember that, um, once it was being played, you and I were both like, why don't we know this dance? So let's see if we can see who's actually on here. That's definitely Joe in the yellow. And if anyone is looking for this online, um, you can search for Dance Ranch Romp at Vegas Dance Explosion 2016, Sunday, 13 November. I believe it's, it looks like Will Craig to me. That is, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so we have Madison, Joe, Will Craig... That's Rick. And then behind we have Chris Watson. It looks like Jono. And it actually looks like JP might be out there too. Interesting. I could be wrong. Looks like JP to me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there was very few of us in the ballroom at the time. There maybe, in addition to the ones that are on the floor, were like an additional like maybe 10 people. So it was a really late night. Um, they're having a blast going to town, pulling out stuff from all over the place um i don't know how many times i've watched this video just to watch each individual one do their thing because they all do it at the same time of course and it's just it's so much fun to watch these choreographers go crazy and it happens late night and it happens late night on a saturday night or a sunday night and i remember last year there was maybe 10 of us in the ballroom total and we got to do stuff like the barn dance with Joe and oh gosh what else was there oh let's see so yeah there was that that one where we were going around in a circle there was a reggae cowboy I think at one point unless that was um unless that was at worlds uh Zydeco lady I think that was the first time I had seen it black coffee uh I think cowboy rhythm uh, one of Joe's old ones yeah. with the slaps. Uh, yeah, definitely some some classic country line dances. <laughs> yeah, it was some old school stuff because I remember we did we did one thing. I can't remember which which dance it was because Louie decided to have some fun and be like, "This is what we used to play twenty years ago for you kids that are in the room," and. It was, we, we played something and then he goes, and that was always immediately followed up by the barn dance. And there was very few of us who actually knew what the barn dance was. So there was maybe like six of us going around the room. I know it was you, me, Joe, Cat Painter was there. Um, and I feel like one or two other people joined in too. And it has this like whip like where you go around and then the person on one end travels all around to the other side and then you just keep going and... It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You find out some really old classics from the archives, some great dances. I know one of the late nights in the first year that I was there um, was where we learned about Shaking My Head. 
and we got to see Guyton, Roy, and Fiona, and I think Natalie even, Natalie Mundy, I think she was she was on the floor too, just having fun and going to town, and you just get some of these dances that are just so fun to watch that you're like, okay, I need to learn this dance because I need to be a part of that fun next time because if I miss out on that, that's going to be upsetting. So if you have a chance where you're like, okay, I don't have a class that I need to take until like noon I definitely think I should stay up a little bit later tonight and see some of these these classic dances that are that are playing. And they're definitely going to be later nights. It's going to be, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning. Easy. Um, so keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. And JP is not afraid of staying up. I think this weekend at Motor City, he did a 5 a.m. Uh, ballroom close on Saturday night. So if you're willing to stay up, JP is as well. Oh yeah, we were up till six something in Chicago with JP. So six twenty two a.m. Yeah, I know. In last year in Detroit, it was six oh five. Yeah, so he's definitely not afraid to stay up for some of these late night ones. But um, yeah, not all of them go that late. Just so you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely going to be you know when the when the archives start really rolling out is around like one or two in the morning, easy. Um, if not a little bit later. So if you have the stamina to do so, I highly recommend staying up late and checking out some of these old classics. And just, I mean, even stuff like, I think they played The Wobble last year and watching Shane McKeever and Madison Glover dance The Wobble. It was stuff like, I didn't even know they had that. I didn't know that was an option to do that. So if you have the chance, I highly recommend watching the choreographers once they get their groove going and they're playing. So that would be my biggest recommendation on that. And I mentioned uh, how taking naps before one of these late nights can help. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, when am I supposed to nap? There's, there's a full day of stuff. I got to eat food. Well, actually, you can you can get sneaky on that one. Uh, you can eat during social dance because you probably won't know all of the dances or probably won't want to dance all of the dances that are done in the first, say, hour of social dance after dinner. Nap during the allotted dinner break and you're not going to be missing much. I mean, there will still be dancing going in the lobby, most likely. But if you're willing to sacrifice some lobby dance time, then take your nap during dinner and find some source of dinner that you can carry with you into the ballroom because there are no rules against food in the ballroom. Um, and just kind of snack, you know, take three minutes during whatever you've danced a gajillion times that weekend already. And, you know, little by little, you'll get through your food as long as you don't have like digestive difficulties from dancing and then eating and back and forth. Um, that is how you can make that work. Naps will will make so much possible for you during this event. And although I did uh, say that there are no rules against food, uh, I... I, I it seems obvious, but I am going to say it, no drinks on the dance floor. A lot of people are going to be coming from a country bar background. They've heard it a million times. Uh, it, it's just common sense to not mess up the floor, not mess up our shoes, um, not mess up each other. So yeah, no food, no drinks on the dance floor. But if, if you have your meal on the, the side wall you know, w- with the rest of your stuff, um, that's perfectly okay. Also, speaking of uh, the rest of your stuff, I would recommend um, packing light. I, I did mention in a uh, in the previous part that 
once you leave your room, like your your hotel room, you won't want to go back for a while because it's a long, long walk from the elevators across the casino down the winding hallway to any of the ballrooms. However, um, although that might tempt you to just bring everything you have so you don't have to go back up, a good reason to pack light once you're committed to staying down there and doing open social dance is... Uh, you can move around more easily. You can meet more people if you pack light. If you do a dance on one side of the room and you know, then a couple dances later you have a break, consider taking your things and just you know, moving 8 to 12 to 20 seats down to your right. And then meet and mingle with those people and see what their story is, where they're from, what dances they're looking forward to doing. And again, repeat that over the course of the evening. Try to sit somewhere new as as often as you can and you'll you'll learn a lot more about the the people in your line dance community and that also goes for dancing in different places on the floor you might feel most comfortable in your spot whatever your spot may be i know that uh, we like to take up uh, whatever space is available because i got long legs i like to really stretch them and um, the front row tends to intimidate a lot of people. I noticed this at Motor City over the weekend, uh, watching the live stream. There was this huge arc, almost like a force field, projecting from the live stream camera and, and denting into the floor. Like People were afraid of the front row where they might be seen or something. That is where we find that there's a lot of room to play, and it can be very easy to get stuck there. However, again, if you move around the floor, you'll meet more people. Um, you can ask them, uh, you know, how, how does this dance start? And now you have a friend. Uh, you can apologize in advance for all the mistakes that you're probably going to make and throw them off. And you have a friend. Uh, move around the floor, move around the seats. Uh, we also have some additional possible conversation starters elsewhere in our tips uh, but again, with the food, I, I, I would also like to mention, um, keep that food simple and quick because you will probably be on the move and avoid crash foods and drinks. I know Jamie Marshall uh, is very much against energy drinks and um, you know, depending on your, your constitution, they may crash you. Uh, you know, after the high of the caffeine has worn off, you won't want that because that's probably around the time of evening when the dancing's getting really interesting. You know, past the first couple hours of openers and what's been done that day, you know, then then you get into the the interesting like feed the fetish, uh, have fun, go mad uh, dances that you'll want more energy for. So plan accordingly and have a nice evenly paced source of energy carrying you through the night yeah um some of the things i kind of wanted to mention too is um first and foremost for those of you who have facebook and are not aware of this already vegas dance explosion has its own facebook page um they post regular things um pretty commonly uh, as it gets closer now, they're co- posting more uh, more frequently. Sorry. Um, one of the last things they posted I wanted to mention, which I find is a really big thing, and it varies from venue to venue, um, but dance floor etiquette. 
It's a big thing. The cool thing about it is one, it's very internet researchable. Um, and it's generally along the same lines on all the different uh, floor etiquette I've seen, such as, you know, like, don't walk through the middle of the dance floor if they're dancing and, you know, share the dance floor with partner dances and partner dancers share the dance floor with line dancers. You know, if there's giant empty spaces, use those. Um, one of the things uh, that they're going to do this year, which I think is a really cool idea, uh, Jackie Miranda says that she's going to be posting uh, dance floor etiquette in each room. So it should be posted somewhere in each room so that you, if you're not familiar with it and you haven't had time to look it up before the event, you'll kind of have a vague understanding of what it's supposed to be. Now, I'm sure most of us, we're not doing this consciously. It's all subconsciously. You don't even know that you're, you know this might be a problem. Um, some of the things, we did mention smelling good. However, one of the things you want to consider is keep in mind that there are people with allergies so be very aware of how much like perfume or cologne you use and just how much you smell good um obviously i use a splash of perfume every night um i tend to be a little bit more mild with it um i definitely reapply deodorant frequently it's one of the things that is always in my dance bag just in case, because the last thing I want to do is worry about how I smell. Um, one, one of the posts, or the post about um, the floor etiquette has a couple people have commented on it. One of them says common courtesies include refraining from wearing frag too much fragrances, uh, to entering the ballroom for a workshop, find an open space and stay there. If space is needed for two, find space for two. Don't create a space for the second. Um, it just crowds out whoever else was there first. Um, be aware that uh, some of the things I've learned over the years that I've been taking workshops, and it's one of the things I've just recently started to apply in my own teaching, is that People who have been dancing less than six months are more visually implied or in, sorry, they're more, in, yes, visually inclined to be a learner of that sort. Um, they need to see what the feet are doing when they hear the word coaster step versus people who are more familiar with what a coaster step is can be in the back. And when they say right coaster, you, you know what they're, you know what you're doing, um, Yes, sometimes you still need a little bit of clarification, so you still want to be able to see. But try not to run to a spot. Um, I know it's exciting, and I know we all want the best seat. We want the best possible experience. But the downside to that is, you know, if you've been dancing for 12 years and you rush to the floor and someone's there for the first time, they could really benefit from that, you know, one or two spots closer to the instructor than you could. Um, so just kind of keep in mind the courtesies of those around you. Uh, one of the things, it's hard, I'm guilty of it myself, but she says, no talking during instruction. Teachers weren't happy with you doing this in school. Why would they be happy with you doing it now? Um, it can be very distracting to the people around you. Um, 
when you're talking, it can be extremely distracting to the instructor. I know it's really hard for me when in earshot I have people talking and laughing really, really loudly um, as I'm trying to call out steps and counts and describe movements. It can be very, very jarring and take you out of the moment. I would say that also goes for really emotional songs. I can be taken out of my immersion when, you know, there's a nice slow, peaceful waltz talking about, you know, what you should have done in life. And then somebody starts laughing on the other side of the room and you're like, are they laughing at me? Did I do something wrong? Like you, you, you don't, you don't have time to like go over there and say, Oh, what's up? You know, like you're doing your dance and now you're thinking like, that couldn't have been about me. It was, it was probably their own thing. But you're not thinking about the dance anymore. You're not involved in the story of the dance. You've just you know gotten knocked out of it. Yeah. The other thing with that for me, it's especially when it's like, say, my friends or people I know, I'm the curious type that want to know what they're laughing about and what they're talking about. And I want to be a part of that conversation. But here I am on the dance floor or here I am on, you know, the the teacher's stage instructing and I can't be a part of that because I have this other thing I'm taking out of. And then all of a sudden I realize, oh, I'm not enjoying dancing anymore. I'm worried about what's going on over there. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're, you know, socializing. And it's not that you can't talk and it's not that you can't laugh and it's not that you can't have fun. Just be a little bit more mindful of those around you. That's all. Um, and she says, on the dance floor at night, when the dance is over, get off the dance floor. The place for chatter is away from the dance floor because other waves of dancers who have waited for their song to come up is frantically trying to get onto the floor and you're in the way. And it's true. There is certain points where like really, really late at night when there's a whole lot of room, I will literally stand on the dance floor until JP or Louie call the dance and it's one that I know or don't know because I don't know how many times I've gone to walk off the dance floor and had to turn right around. Um, But that's only late night dancing when they don't have the list of dances up on a screen. That's the nice thing about Vegas is for a good portion of the night, they will have that list of what's coming up. So you know, oh, I know the next three or, oh, I only know the next one and then I have two songs to sit or something like that. Um, So keep that in mind. And then it says, she says, on the dance floor at night in the rush to get onto the dance floor for finding your space may seem difficult. Just find a spot and help or help to create a whole new line if needed, if there's room. Um, another one says on the dance floor at night, space, space is at a premium. This is not the time for really big arms or leg movements. It is also not the time to display your athletic abilities by doing cartwheels down the line. Seriously, this has happened to me. Um, so that's just, that's one person's opinion. So I just want to kind of read that just to kind of get an idea. You know, the whole no dance, no, f- you know, drinks or food on the dance floor. Be mindful of those around you. Um, one thing I really try to avoid doing, and it's on any wall. One, I generally don't like to cross the front wall between the dancers and the front wall. I, I find that that's really easily it really easily takes people out of the dance space um, because I'm cutting through. It's almost as if I'm cutting through the center of the dance floor. But even when walking on the sides or on the back of the dance floor, I try and do it when people are facing away from me because I don't want to be that distracting person. Um, It's not 
really that big of a deal, but it, it's just one of those things where I try and be a little bit more courteous about it. Um, we've already gone over a little bit of like the idea of um, requests. Now, keep in mind with your requests, like if they are a little bit more um, obscure and you have a group of 10 people with you, you can let the DJs know. We, hey, you know, I have a group of 10 people that really like this dance and would love to do it if you have the opportunity. But just keep that in mind. Again, Lobby's going to be your friend for that. But, you know, giving the DJ an idea of how many people might be on the dance floor is also helpful. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to get played. And it doesn't mean that they want to hear from you. But just in general, you know, if it's only you and your friend who know the dance, chances are it's not going to get played in the main ballroom. So just keep that in mind. And um, if you do have some other dance that you want to do to that song, find your friends so that there aren't three pockets scattered across the room all doing the same dance and kind of breaking up, you know, whatever the main dance is that's going on. Take a moment, step off the floor, scan the room and say, oh, back in the corner, they're doing the one that I know. I should go over there to the corner. And that way, wherever you were can fill in with whatever was called out or whatever the main dance is that's being done. And yes, that might mean walking all the way to the other side of the floor, but it helps, you know, keep the peace and uh, and harmony among all us dancers and uh, building on what you were saying about you know it's not the it's not the the place to do big arms and whatnot this is a real thing for people coming out of the country bars as i was in 2015 um try you know be true to yourself and do the dance as you feel it but try not to scare the people around you because you might know that what you're doing feels safe but the people around you might think it looks terribly unsafe and they're going to break a hip just by dancing near you because you're stomping really loudly or you're swinging your legs far up higher than your uh, than your waist uh, than you know, looks like would be safe. Somebody's going to maybe get kicked in the head if they're too close to you or uh, you, know, you look like you're going off balance. Are you going to fall on them? But you inside know, oh no, I'm perfectly balanced. My center of gravity is always under control. That's not always obvious. So keep that in mind. This is a group of um, generally older folks. Um, the average age, I think we've described as being, you know, parental or retired. Uh, they are all welcoming and open to all sorts of dancers of all ages. But just know that that's who you'll be dancing around mostly. And they do have a specific set of concerns like body safety and not falling over uh, because some very enthusiastic dancer you know, <laughs> is, is spinning around in all kinds of crazy country bar dance circles and, uh, and doesn't know necessarily you know, where to, to stop, what wall to finish on. Uh, also, with that in mind, this isn't a profanity-heavy crowd, I would say. I kind of mentioned this with uh, T-shirts that say certain things. Uh, it, it's a little bit like talking to people at your church or like friends of your grandparents. Uh, like how would you behave among them? Uh, yes, there's definitely a place for enthusiasm in conversations. Uh, but for the most part, if you just like gauge the general temperature of the room, it's pretty polite. Um, not a lot of, not a lot of crazy swears or, you know, 
bawdy stories or anything like that. Uh, so you just expect that when when you're making conversation with uh, folks or if there are dances that are being played that have those kinds of swears or or whatever that come up during the song. I know that uh, in our area, there are a lot of those party kind of songs played uh, that tend to have shouts in them like Watermelon Crawl, uh, God Bless Texas, Good Time, Copperhead Road, Tailgate. And if you have local shouts that you do with your friends that are like in Copperhead where they you know might say like happy birthday happy birthday uh, during the part where he says volunteered for the army on my birthday like hey that's that's cool like people might want to hear that if you and your friends all want to shout that it shows what dancing is like in your side of the world and it exposes to exposes people to the the wide variety of you know cultural elements in this unified line dance world However, if there are other dances where you might feel more encouraged to say something that you know denigrates women, yes, or you know, it, or makes people think of like bodily functions, that might be one that you choose not to say. Um, and along with the theme of having all these different uh, dances that we seem to do in you know, every country bar around the world, uh, remember that even if a dance looks very similar. Um, to to what you're doing. Like, for example, w- when we do slap and leather, the slapping part has six counts. In Southern California, they do it with eight counts. So the overall dance is two counts longer the way they do it. And it actually syncs up with the music um, the way they do it. But anyway, uh, there there is not necessarily a right or wrong way to do any of these things like we are all just dancing and having fun if some people are shouting something that you don't expect during a dance that you know just think about that as another option just like if people are doing steps like outlaw is step swivel swivel step swivel swivel at the beginning i learned it at mavericks as step shake your butt and then step shake your butt again like that was what was normal for me when you come to this event you'll be seeing that same dance that you know so well from doing every week being done differently by someone else. Guaranteed. Someone else is going to be doing watermelon crawl differently. And that's okay. You know, this, is, this is what variations are for. To help us each experience that same dance in our own individual way or our own regionally uniting way. And I think just keeping that in mind not only you know will help you at this event, but maybe you can broaden that to how people are in the world. There are other ways of doing things and they aren't necessarily right or wrong. They're just different. So one of the things which you started to talk about, but didn't really go into too much detail that I will branch out a little bit further is uh, floor splits. Floor splits are a completely legitimate option when the floor isn't Be very, very mindful that in open dance, when it first starts, the floor will be packed. It will be busy. There will be a lot of people on the floor. So if you do have a floor split, be very, very mindful of how many people are going to know it and where you can dance it when you're not in where you're not inconveniencing the main dance that was called. Um a lot of people, I mean, I know you and I have done it off to the side in the aisle before. We've done it on the little front corner um, in front of the DJ booth where 
like the partner dancers sometimes dance. We've done it in the back of the room. We've also sat out of it. So there's going to be, you know, six or seven days worth of dancing. Chances are you're going to have another opportunity later. Just be mindful when it's not a packed floor, you can wait your turn. Um, But definitely, if you know a floor split option, you know a different dance to the same song, and there is room for you, you are all by all means welcome to join on the floor and dance your dance. That is completely acceptable. It's very much encouraged because I know a lot of people will walk up to the other group of people and be like, what dance were you guys doing? That is that looked really cool. I, I've never seen that before. And it's a great way to meet people. It's a great way to, you know, expand your knowledge. If you see something like that, definitely, definitely recommend it. And that's also a good way to bring home dances for your home classes. If something's going on on the floor, like watch the tempo that's super complicated looking and, you know, you don't think your students would be able to handle it. But somewhere on the side of the room, someone's doing something that you're able to follow, like just by watching. And you like that song? Find out what dance that is. Maybe maybe your dancers can learn that instead. And if no one's around who knows what dance that is, that is a good time to record a short video. See where the, it looks like the dance starts and record you know, however many walls you feel you know, is, is necessary. And even if the people dancing it don't know the name of the dance, which does happen sometimes, they just say, oh, I don't know, we just do it to this, this song every time. Nobody told me the name of it. You will be able to take that video, find out what some of the steps are, and Google based on the steps what dance that was, <clears throat> which you know sometimes is effective. Other times you might end up in a, a dead end of like choreographer unknown or something crazy like that. But uh, you know better that than nothing. And you were mentioning you know where to where to find your your space on the floor. Um, kind of mentioning also uh, or building upon what you were saying about being in the front as a visual learner. One thing that I've learned from Joan Price, who teaches up in Santa Rosa, is that a good place for beginners who are at least somewhat familiar with the dance that is happening is in the middle of the floor, which is super scary for them because they they feel like, you know, the herd is moving around them and they're going to get trampled or something. But that gives them an opportunity on every wall to follow the people who are in front of them on that new wall. They think... They think they're safest in the back until it gets to facing the back wall. And now they have no one to look at. They have the people sitting in their chairs watching them and they're craning their necks, you know, trying to find out what's going on behind them. Even if it seems scary, try dancing in the middle of the room. If you feel like you have enough basis in that dance to follow it now if you have no basis in the dance and you are just truly following like 100 percent, you've never seen it before that's a good time to follow it from the corner or the side where where you can test it out a few times and if you need to you can bail you can say nope there's no way this is going to happen and good nobody saw that i was even trying it so i'm going to sit down now if you try to bail in the middle of the floor you're going to be cutting through a whole lot of other dancers and that is not the best place to do that Oh, uh, I. Good. I was just going to ask you. You mentioned packed floor. If you had any thoughts on the flash mob, uh, perfect because that's exactly what I was going to be talking about next. Nice. So, um, the flash mob. It is becoming a little bit more popular at different line dance events now to have a flash mob. Uh, what is a flash mob? 
it's hard to explain other than there's a bunch of people dancing to the same song and generally they come out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a little bit trickier in Vegas because there are so many dancers. There's so, 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 so many dancers. So it's pretty obvious, but that's okay. Um, it is something that the first year I participated in, the second year I sat and I watched and I enjoyed. This year, they actually picked the song already, or the dance, and it's I'm Free, which is actually on my list of dances that are guaranteed plays that if you have time to learn, I'd highly recommend it. Um, the good news about this one is they will have some type of mini lesson before the dance so that anybody who doesn't know I'm Free can take it and be a part of the flash mob. It's it's really cool. They're really awesome about that. Um but what you'll do is you'll end up going into the lobby area of the hotel. And um, then a couple people will start, then more people jump in, and more people jump in, and by the time the end of the song, everybody's dancing. It is something that I highly, highly, highly recommend if you are not participating in it, to still be around it, still be involved in it in that capacity and enjoy it. It's really cool when you see just how many dancers are dancing the same dance and it's really cool to be a part of this is one of those things that a lot of people like to go on Facebook live for um, it's definitely one of those fun things that you can record and share it's really cool to see it from like all the different perspectives because again there are so many people dancing it you are dancing in between slot machines and tables and the bar and in the registration area and it's just everywhere so if you have a chance to be a part of it i believe it's going to be taking place friday at one if i remember correctly so definitely look into that definitely 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 be a part of it one great thing about the um, the flash mob is it is an equalizer across the board. There isn't a, a feeling that you know you've got advanced dancers who dance at this time, and there are you know beginner dancers who are stuck in this room. Everybody is doing it together, so everyone has a chance to dance near someone new and you know again make a friend. As I mentioned, uh, there are there are icebreakers that you can use when when um, making new friends and uh, sometimes it can be as simple as how does this how does this dance start like did you take this class uh, what what do you think of this did you see the demo i didn't see the demo like what can i expect from this this class that i'm walking in on right now what class are you taking next after you've you know then done the lesson and those little things, uh, just those little questions can build um, toward having a buddy over the course of the event. You can actually look up icebreakers online and they will have uh, you know, questions that you can ask a new acquaintance. Uh, I would also recommend looking up like a list of clean jokes, just real quick ones that you can you know, tell in the space of an elevator ride. And if you have nothing else to, to say or if you feel like you have nothing else to say in a, a group of you know people where you want to participate, then you can say, hey, you know, my friend just told me this the other day. It doesn't matter if you have a friend who told you. You don't have to tell me it was on a list from the internet. Um, and, you know, now you've said something that, uh, you know, helped lighten the, the mood of that group for the moment. Uh, it looks like Megan has something. I do. Um, on the topic of icebreakers, meeting new friends, and elevator rides, um, one of the things that... Uh, 
I've noticed that one of my friends is particularly good at is she always takes a picture in the elevator at least once during the event, whoever she's with. Now, the good news is people are going to be wearing these badges. You can tell by all the bling that they're dancers. You can tell by the dance shoes that they're dancers. It's really easy to start up a conversation with another dancer. Oh, I see you're here for the same event I am. Are you having fun so far? What's your favorite class? You know, stuff like that. It's really easy. Um, One of the things I was going to actually try and start doing is I wanted to take what she does with the elevator ride and I want to start taking pictures. And I don't even care if it's regular guests anymore. I want to take a picture at least once in the elevator with everybody that's in the elevator with me because I think it's a fun idea and it's random and just think if you're just one of these random people on vacation in Vegas and you're like in a picture with a bunch of dancers it would be really cool I mean it shows more about what line dancing really is than anything else I can think of it's just that we're a bunch of fun welcoming people that want everybody to be included so definitely don't be afraid to take some pictures with some people um jump in when you have a chance um i mean seriously it's it's a great way to start up a conversation it's a great way to meet new people and just ask them if they're having fun what their favorite class is where they're from um anything if they've been to an event like this before if you have any genuine questions and you've already have the topic you know you're like you'd ask them hey have you ever been to an event like this before and they say yes ask your question i mean they're going to answer you they're they're really good about that so in addition to asking uh what classes they would recommend that you take ask who they recommend that you meet because sometimes your disposition is similar to somebody else that they know like oh wow you'd get you'd get along really well with blah instructor probably joe because she gets along well with everyone Um, she's joe (laughs) and um, even if they suggest that you take a class that conflicts with another one that you are going to take or maybe you already missed the teach of it that um, that would have been the one that they recommended you can potentially go back on the reteach day for that uh, that class and still end up taking it because these dances i believe are if not all taught twice, then at least mostly taught twice. Um, also, maybe take, if you're a line dancer, some West Coast Swing and, uh, and and see what John Lind is all about. He's a super cool guy. And you will learn things and be among people that you might not have expected. You know, if you, if you think all line dances are the same, it's all country bar stuff, but, you know, harder or longer... Well, okay, I guess you've mastered line dance. Time to take up something new, and that's what West Coast Swing can help you break out of your mold to to do. Um, also, um, I think I I mentioned something about uh, you know note the the unusual opportunity that this is. Sometimes uh, you know an instructor will sell their shirts online and that's great that's very savvy on their part most of the time though you probably will not be able to get that shirt online if you're thinking about buying it just buy it this is vacation Uh, go ahead and treat yourself uh, 
because you you might not have that opportunity again. Uh, that also goes for dancing with these choreographers that maybe you've been thinking about, like oh how cool it would be if I if I could do Dizzy next to Joe. You you're allowed to do that. Like there's plenty of space. Um, if if you want to talk to them a little bit, maybe after their class when they're on their way to somewhere and it's you know no inconvenience to them, that's a really good time to you know just have that little chat because again, when else are you going to get to do this? Um, if you want to be especially helpful, you can see who is going where and who has mentioned like, hey, I'm going to go up to you know this ballroom for a little bit. If anyone's looking for me, that's where I'll be. That can be helpful when other people are saying, hey, I need to find so-and-so for rehearsal. You know, where might they be? Well, you just happen to know. That's also really good uh, for helping people finding, uh, find like the water um, water dispensers around the room or you know where the exits are. It's good just in general to know things about the event because you can be of the most use to other people who are at that event. And just, I have a note here, um, in general, say hi to the vendors, be nice to them. They're stuck there all day. <laughs> um, and, oh, and uh, I also have a question for Megan. Uh, what do you have to say about the vendor who specializes in massage? Oh, well, there's there's a few different ones. Um, there's actually, there will be at Vegas, at least there has been the past few years, um, a couple different massage people there. Um, there is actually one particular lady, and I apologize because I can't think of her name, um, but she will be working closely with, uh, I believe it's Shoes by Stefan which is, I believe he sells the suede brand. Um, she does an amazing job at like realigning you and activating your muscles and your nerves because they're not firing correctly. Um, first year in Vegas, I found out that I was using my shoulder muscles to move my hips because I was so misaligned and my nerves weren't active. So she helped me and realigned me and got me going. And I got to tell you, I'm not used to having that much oxygen running through my body. It's definitely a different experience. Um, at Windy City, I saw her and I immediately was like, oh my God, tell me you have an appointment. And she sure enough did. And this time she, um, my lower back was bothering me. And she, she told me that um, it was because my abs weren't activating. So she helped readjust me and align my abs and my abs started firing again and immediately my back pain was gone and she's amazing so I highly highly recommend looking into the treating of your feet the massages all of that kind of stuff um, one of the things I know we have so many more things to talk about and it's hard because the one hour thing um, I kind of wanted to talk about a few dances that people should know because they're kind of guaranteed plays. So maybe we can squeeze in a few to run through unless there's some point that you really can think of that they really need to know. Uh, well, a couple things that I'm hoping that we have time to just blast through toward the end are registration and uh, what to expect at the airport. But I can probably squeeze that all in in one minute. Okay. Well, the good news is there's not that many songs that we have listed because although there will be tons and tons of new songs and new dances, um, some of the classic ones that we've seen over time, um, I'll start with the list of the slightly beginner-friendly to easier. You're going to have Dizzy 
Come Dance With Me, I'm Free, which you're going to get the lesson for, Hello Dolly, Lonely Drum, Wave on Wave, Blue Night Chaw, Hideaway Chaw, Pontoon, Sweet Caroline, and Lay Low. I'll let Chris talk to you about the others. Okie dokie. So then at the bottom, we've got Showstopper, Take Me to the River, Shady, Beautiful Goodbye, Pieces, Stitches, Fifty Ways, Gypsy Queen, Ain't Misbehaving, Slowly, Gently, Softly, So Just Dance, 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 Imelda's Way, and Islands in the Stream. All right. So these are pretty much just dances that you are going to be guaranteed to play. So if you have a chance to learn them, I definitely take that opportunity because they're go- it's going to happen and it's going to happen frequently. All right, and now for some turbo reading. This is a combination of what to do at the airport, what's going on with the airport, and registration. <coughs> Pack hand sanitizer and use. Pack first aid kit, especially foot care for blisters and dry skin. Painkillers, cough drops, candy to share, breath mints, multivitamin, extra and emergency eyewear, EpiPen if necessary, inhaler. Install on your phone, Uber, Uber Eats, Lyft, whatever online banking app you need to get yourself some more money. Shazam for identifying music. Pack with airline security in mind. Liquids, electronics, food, etc. Consult the internet for that. Get to the airport early. Try to pack only for overhead to avoid paying for checked luggage. Have printed and on-phone boarding pass. Check in early, like the night before. If you drive to the airport, find cheaper parking than the airport itself, like valet parking at a nearby hotel parking lot. Don't get towed by parking somewhere with questionable overnight policies. Bring a few step sheets if you want to go over dances that you know and want to review. Learning them from scratch will be more challenging. Pack headphones that plug into airport in airplane seats, i.e. not wireless. Pack chargers for everything. Probably won't need your laptop, but bring a camera. Take a shuttle and pay for round trip. There's a special shuttle in this case. Uh, follow their instructions about keeping the booklet and note your appointed pickup times and set alarms. You'll know what I mean when you get there. Be ready for a wait to check in at the hotel. Unpack. You are there a while. Don't feel the need to live out of your suitcase. Put things in all the drawers they need to go in. Shower. Start fresh. Put up your feet wherever you possibly can. Registration. Be ready for a line at registration. Talk to people near you and have your life story in order for you to tell them all about. Be ready to ask them questions if you don't want to talk as much about yourself. Keep in mind what they say about where they're from and what they are excited about in case you meet someone similar later and want to introduce them to each other or mention that you have met someone who dances in their area. Physically write their names upon or soon after meeting them. Review that list 30 minutes later and picture their face in the conversation you had. Repeat this at the end of the day. If you are traveling with others, tell them about the people you met. They'll stick better in your memory. Watch and support the choreography competition if you're able and you don't have other classes, they will, they will, that will mean a lot to them. Consider off the beaten path classes like Norm's music study. And remember, the strip is there, but try to save that for strip only days before or after the event. Avoid missing the event itself if you can, because after all, you paid for it. Wow, well done. Thank you. All right, well, we are at a little over an hour. This has been Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barcelia on Line Dance Podcast. Until next time, and until Vegas Dance Explosion, we will see you on the dance floor.